It's the World Series rematch, the Astros versus the Phillies. Both teams come into this game having won the last three series. What's going to happen this weekend, and will Jordan return on this edition of Locked on Astros? Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. Guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. We appreciate it. We thank you for being what we call an everydayer. That's somebody that watches our show or listens to our show every day. So go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Our numbers keep on going up. And give us a big thumbs up while you're at it. And go and uh, listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Locked On Astros podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So I know a lot of people want to get out this weekend to Minute Maid Park to see the the World Series rematch. It's going to be Aaron Nola versus Framer Valdez in game one. And definitely something that you want to check out on. Uh, if you can't be there at the game, you can't watch the game because you don't have Apple TV. It's definitely something if you have Sirius XM, you could definitely tune into the game and you could tune into every hometown call play by play on Sirius XM. Just download the app sxm app and search for astros and you can hear all of robert ford and sparky check out sirius xm and all the play-by-play action there so i'm excited about this series series i know like the astros the phillies are having a little bit of that okay we made it to the world series last year we're having a little bit of a hangover 13 to 13 uh, they're, uh, you're going to talk a little bit about their records and uh, what they've done the past, what um, handful of games. But this should be an interesting matchup. Bryce Harper still not back in the lineup. He had Tommy John surgery over the offseason. This is still a dangerous Phillies team. This is a team that went to the World Series last year. So the AL East, is, sorry, the NL East and AL East are both pretty big uh, powerhouses. Yeah, exactly. At, at top of their division, they've got Atlanta at 17 to 9, who we um, might I remind everybody we swept the Mets, Miami, and then Philadelphia right above the Washington Nationals. Now, the Phillies haven't exactly come back and had the strongest season. They do have a negative 10 run differential that is not in their favor. And then against teams, Eric, that are above 500, they're only two and seven. So the last three series on our schedule versus the last three series on their schedule, they're not the same thing. Like one of these things is not like the other, like the old Sesame Street mantra was, and the Astros clearly beat up on some big teams, right? the Blue Jays, the Rays, and and the Braves. I mean, all three teams, top-notch teams. The Phillies, I mean, they beat the White Sox. They're terrible. The 
White Sox nation is melting down right now. They are just so livid with their team. They're so livid with their ownership. They beat the Rockies. The Rockies aren't very good this year at all. And the teams they've played, they haven't been great. The teams that they have played that are good, they haven't fared well against. So regardless of what they've done against the teams and who they are, it does somewhat give you a temperature of where they are right now. We know, obviously, at the end of the season, you could be a wild card team, make it to the World Series. Like the Phillies weren't really picked to go to the World Series last year. No one really had them coming out of the National League. There were a bunch of teams that won over 100 games in the National League, but they ended up making it because they got hot at the right time. This is still a team that has some weapons on the pitching side. They have weapons on the offensive side. They signed Trey Turner. They've got Rio Muto, one of the best catchers in the game. They've got Kyle Schwarber. He's actually going to be mic'd up Sunday night. So they've Dang. got, yeah, well, I'm just saying they've got some, they've got some talent on that end of the, you know, right. on, on that side of the field. But I think this is a matchup, a World Series reunion that the Astros will welcome, especially with Framber Valdez going, going Friday night. Yeah, definitely. And the Astros on the uh, other side of the coin are 11 and 7 versus teams above 500. They are 6 and 7 at home. So that's something they do need to prove upon. They are 8 and 4 on the road. And in their last 10 games, they're 7 and 3. They've won two in a row. And they've, uh, they have a plus 28 run differential. So that's pretty good. The Rangers are playing tonight against the Yankees. Uh, so we won't know the outcome. Uh, as of recording, but that's something that we can definitely talk about. I think I'm doing a crossover tomorrow with the Locked On Phillies host tomorrow before the game, so that's something that I can talk about then. The Astros could potentially be in a tie for f- first place. So as good as the R- Rangers got off to a start, the Astros could catch up to them, and I think once they go past them, I don't think they look back. Yeah, you're going to yeah. have some ebbs and flows, but still, I think this Astros team is uh, good enough. And just, I don't want to keep on dunking on the A's, but we talked about it before the show. The A's have a negative 113 run differential. They are 2-10 and 10 at home, 3-11 and 11 on the road, 4-19 and 19 against teams above 500. You know, teams are just licking their chops, just waiting to go play the Oakland A's. And that was not always the case. And so Mm. this is a franchise that needs a change. So I think that maybe the change to Vegas will help. So, But that's something that we could look at down the road. Right now, we need to look at this Phillies matchup. And so uh, let's go and talk about hitting uh, so far. Yeah, so hitting so far um, for for the Astros, we know who, who our big guns are. We know that Kyle Tucker is pretty much driving this offense right now with Jordan Alvarez being out. We don't know where he's going to end up. But if you look at the Philly side of the ball, Framber Valdez only has a, a couple um, times where he's faced Schwarber, Riamuto, Pache is out there, CJ Stubbs. Um, I'm sorry, not CJ Stubbs. Um, <laughs> CJ Stubbs is his Garrett brother Stubbs. that's in the Astros. Garrett Stubbs, who, yeah, his brother CJ Stubbs plays for the Hooks right now, and Castellanos in four plate appearances, batting zero. I'm not really into how big their numbers are against Valdez because they don't have much much time facing him. Harrison and Marshall face him the most. Marshall is with the Angels. Harrison, when he's been with other teams around the major league. So I think this first game squares up well for the Astros because Aaron Nola early on the season is one and two at the 5-4-0 ERA. 
and you have quite a bit of success against him, but there's not a whole lot of plate appearances. You know, Alvarez, 333. We don't know if he'll be back. Hensley batting 1,001 at bat. That's not really anything to talk about because it's one at bat. And Hensley is batting terrible this year. Hensley, to me, needs some time in AAA. He needs to be demoted. He needs to work on his hitting because he is not producing, I think, the way that people thought he would produce. Right. But I read an article today about Kyle Tucker. Chandler Rome wrote it. Phenomenal article on how he's come out of his shell and how Lance McCullers said he's one of the most criminally underrated players in all of Major League Baseball. I think our offense comes into this series, and I, I think we absolutely smash the Phillies. I think we knock the cover off the ball. All right. Well, um, I'm going to tell you who's leading baseball and batting average in a second, but then we'll talk about where the Phillies rank as a team in terms of OPS, home runs, and we'll talk about where the Astros are too. So uh, got to get out there to the games this weekend. It's just going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. And game time is the place you need to go. The game time app is easy to use. It's free to download. So if you're a locked on Astros listener, use this code locked on MLB. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Look, I've used the game time app and it's not just for sports, concerts, theater events, whatever it is you want to do. You can check out if you're in the Houston area, if you're coming from outside of the Houston area and you're coming into town, there's tickets for everything. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. And it's not with game time. The killer deals are there. Last minute deals. And I experienced it firsthand during the final four was able to take my son at a very nice price was easy on the wallet. And what's cool is your tickets are right there. They are in your phone. You don't have to scramble in your wallet or your dashboard for tickets anymore. The lowest price guaranteed and event cancellation protection as well, job loss protection. So forget planning for months. You can wait till Friday when you're listening to this right before you go to the game to go to game time. And if you find tickets that you bought from game time in the same section and same row for less, they will credit you 110% of the difference. So you get images of your seats, you buy them in a matter of seconds, they're in your phone, and you don't have to dig for them. So snag the tickets today without stress. Go to the GameTime app, download it, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So the Astros are rising up in terms of batting average. No, they're not leading baseball. Uh, that was a little um, bad tease there, but uh, they are actually right now 12th in baseball with a 251 batting average, but that's a lot better than they did earlier in the season. I think they were bottom. And remember, they're, they're leading baseball in strikeouts. They're, yeah. they're slowly sinking down to the bottom where they should be. I think they're 20th in terms of strikeouts right now. But the Philadelphia Phillies are leading in batting average with a 279 batting average right now. Their OPS is fourth overall with a 786. But if you're looking at what they're doing homer wise, they're not hitting a lot of home runs. They have 28 home runs, which is good for being tied with 14th uh, with the Orioles and the Pirates. And who's right behind them? The Oakland A's have 27. So the Astros, though, uh, let me scroll down a little bit. Um, the Astros only have 24 home runs, so they're 22nd. So the Astros okay. are not hitting the long ball. Don't they know that chicks dig the long ball? Don't you know that? Yeah, so, but chicks also chicks also dig teams that win in October, November too. I think they'd be more. I think they're more concerned with that. But look, I think some of that will pick up. Um, yeah. 
Bregman hasn't been hitting as many home runs. Bregman's still getting on base. He's still his on base percentage is great. He's seeing the ball well. Kyle Tucker and Jordan at the end of the season will have forty plus home runs each. I think. I, I just I don't I don't see how you keep those guys in the yard for less than that. And at the end of the day, you've got other guys that can produce power. Jolks is going to produce some power. Pena obviously is going to hit his home runs. If Jose Abreu finds the power back. He could give you 10 or 15. And like I said, I really missed on that. I, I really thought that this year, after looking at his numbers last year and his hard hit percentage, that he would bring a power bat, especially with our right. short porches out there. Just hasn't happened. We just need him to hit more consistently and for average. So if they can win without the long ball, that's actually to their advantage. Because if they're winning without that, and then they do start hitting them, the league's in trouble. Yeah, I know. And just ask the Rays. I mean, when you don't hit home runs all every game, you're not going to win. So um, I guess that's what the moral of the story. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And the Rays still lead all baseball with 48 home runs. So they Astros have half of the number of home runs that the Rays do. But but the Rays go look at their opponents. They've played nobody. The only two good teams they've played, the Blue Jays and the Astros, and they lost both of those series two games to one they're hitting home runs off of the tigers and the likes of those teams so right. i i'm gonna temper my praise a little bit for the Rays because like yes they're the hottest team in baseball then i really started examining it today and i was like wait they've been beating up on the little guys they haven't exactly been going toe-to-toe and when they did go toe-to-toe the blue jays put them in their place and what do we do we beat them and then we put them in their place so right. the rays are not a 14 and two team or 15 and four, they are a little bit closer. They've got a few more losses in there. They've got a few more wins because Eric, if they're, if they're pulling out bullpen guys in a three game series and bullpen games in a three game series, that's not going to translate over the long haul for them. Well, they, so they've had some injuries too. So they, right. But I'm just saying, I don't, in other words, the Rays, and that's why this season it is too early to spike the football. Even the one team that I would say early this year in Major League Baseball that I think may actually have something going for them is the Pittsburgh Pirates because yeah. the way they're winning. I mean, they've, they're they doing really well. It's they're stealing not bases. They're hitting. Yeah, they are playing a power. complete game. So we know that there's paper champs out there, and we know that you don't win October in April. And so the Astros – as well as they're playing right now, they've got to put the pedal to the metal and keep their foot on the gas. Uh, the Rays are six and four against teams above 500. So um, against the primary competition, they are um, closer to a little bit closer to 500. So uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Rays, but yeah, definitely game one matchup is going to be a, a rematch of the World Series, a game one in World Series. So definitely something to look at. Uh, will Ryland Brand- Bannon ever get a appearance before uh, Michael Brantley comes back or Chaz McCormick comes back? Because there's going to be a whole bunch of roster shuffling once these guys get healthy. I think Corey Jolks has earned a, a right to stay. Um, I think Cesar Salazar probably has become expendable, not because of his fault, but I think Yiner Diaz has kind of played well in his opportunities catch. And I think that um, Martin Maldonado, unless he's hurt, he's going to be on this team. And David Hensley is probably another guy that's probably going to be going down pretty soon. I don't know what the timetable is on Jose Altuve, 
And we still, as unless you've heard something, the Astros have not said anything about what's going on with Jordan Alvarez. And unless they make uh, some type of announcement before the game on Friday, they may be playing with the player shorts, like uh, somebody's in a penalty box in hockey. Uh, they in, might uh, be. The three-game they, series. They might Philly. be. But oh, I'm sorry, Eric. I thought you were done when you, when you said that last thing. Um, apologize for cutting you off there. Um, Jordan was out versus the Rays. They threw two shutouts. They only they only needed one run to beat the Rays. So, look, still you can't team, count on that. You're not going to get a shutout every day from Jose. You're kidding me. I didn't say that, and you didn't <laughs> get a shutout from Jose. You're kidding me. You got a shutout from Luis Garcia, right, and Hunter Brown. But at the end of the day, the whole point of that, the premise of what I'm saying is, this team can win with their defense. This team can win with their pitching. And when their pitchers do what they're supposed to do and do what they're capable of doing, you don't have to put up seven or eight runs. Remember early in the season, they lost a seven to six game to the Tigers. And they had nine hits in that game. This team right now, the way they're playing, if they get nine hits, six runs, they're winning that game. Like you said, there's an ebb and flow in baseball. And I think that's a really good term that's probably not looked at enough because it is all about streaks. It's all about when a team's doing something good, it's infectious. Other people start doing it. When defensive stabs are made, defensive throws are made. When that happens, it picks your pitching up. When that happens, it motivates your hitters. And it's an infectious thing. Winning, they say, cures all ails. Well, if your team as individuals are doing their job, look, Hensley's just not getting it done. Hensley and Bannon are probably down. Salazar, like you said, I don't know. But I do think, even though I am declared the Maldi truth or I'm declared the Maldi defender, the president of Astros Twitter cult, okay, Diaz does deserve more starts. I would like to see Diaz get a start with Urquidy and Brown at least, and then you can start Maldonado with Luis Garcia and Framber Valdez. Or you could put him with Framber because Framber's talked about he likes throwing to Diaz. Diaz, I think, should get more playing time because you want Maldonado as your starter to be fresh at the end of the season, and he's not a young dog anymore. He's kind right. of an older dog, and he's been there a while. And so you can temper the I don't like Maldonado starting with let's just give Diaz a few more starts, and I think he'll earn that. And I think Maldonado will give that away, but the club isn't going to do that until they feel it's right. And that's what we have to realize. The decisions they make are not based on some fan graphs chart, some baseball savant, you know, new metric that they just came up with a few days ago, but they pay guys millions of dollars, a team, hundreds of people to look at data, to look at this. And Maldonado's value is inexplicable. It is really, you can't true, like you can't really measure it, right? You can only measure it by what the players and the coaches say his value is. And then the metrics, we don't know that they look at. So I think this team's in a good place, but Diaz does need more at bats. Maybe you get him in there as DH more. He does need more time behind the plate because I think he's coming along a lot better than they thought he would catching wise because he threw a guy out on the bases. He can pick off runners. 
and he's not bad behind the plate. Actually, uh, correction: Aaron Nola did pitch for the at, for the Phillies in Game One of the World Series, but it was Justin Verlander who was uh, took the mound for in Game One. That's right. Oh, okay. So okay. Both That's pitchers right. gave up five runs in that game, and uh, then Brian Abreu, Hector Neris, and Montero and Ryan Presley came in and shut things down. But then Luis Garcia came in and gave up a home run. To I think I want to wasn't it to I want to say it was to JT Real Muto uh, to okay. win the game. So that's what happened in game. Um, that was game one, and I do believe it was Aaron Nola and Framer Valdez in the next one, in the next matchup in game six, if I remember correctly. So I'm looking at it up I right believe now. it was either Nola or Wheeler because I know was it wasn't Wheeler. No, it was Wheeler two. versus Framer Valdez. Yeah, um, so. Uh, that in that game, Framer Valdez Be- did pitch uh, six innings, nine strikeouts, uh, one earned run, and Wheeler pitched five innings. So Wheeler will be starting in Game Two of the series Be- versus the Astros. So that's something to because take at the time, because at the time Wheeler was their more clutch pitcher. Wheeler was having more success than Aaron Nola, so he was the guy that led off in Game One, and I remember that. And yeah. look, all these decisions that are made are made by GMs, but are they the ultimate pro baseball GM? Well, you can be if you would like. If you're watching this show, of course you're listening, go to YouTube. What's cool is we have a QR code on the screen. You can scan it. When you scan that promo code, um, when you scan that, use a promo code locked on, you get a 100% free boost to your club. Why do I like ultimate pro baseball GM? Because it lets me live out my wildest fantasies as a baseball GM. I get to spend as much as I want. I get to hire who I want. I get to fire who I want. I get to try to make the best team, the most wonderful team, the most magnanimous team ever in baseball, even better than this Astros run. I haven't succeeded yet, but the little engine that could, what did he do? He said, I think I can. I think I can. And that's what I do every time I open up Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. So if you think you can, get the moxie, just grab probaseballgm.com check it out load it onto your phone have a blast play with friends play offline play anywhere you want so check it out use a promo code locked on you'll get a free boost 100 free boost to your baseball club go out there take on the world and win a title with ultimate baseball gm all right so looking at from Valdez did pitch in game two of the world series and he pitched six innings in that yep. game two nine strikeouts so from Valdez really dealt against the Phillies in that series and oh man was one of oh, the yeah. primary reasons why the Astros won the world series was because of from Valdez so so there I were think a lot that, of people that said he should have won the world series MVP right but I think Jeremy Pena deserved it for what he did offensively and so I don't discredit that but um, too bad you can't give it for the best pitcher uh, the most MVP pitcher or most MVP hitter or something like that then people be like well what about the best defender something like that so I've got an idea Don Larson has thrown the only perfect game in a world series correct yeah. Why don't they call it the Don Larson Most Valuable Pitcher Award for the World Series? They should have a Don Larson Award. That would be phenomenal. You could have, because I do think for everybody is, or even, I mean, Ryan Presley, dude, he was perfect in the playoffs. He, he was amazing. Without Ryan Presley, they don't win that World Series. They don't close out those games against Seattle. They don't close out those games against the Yankees. Right. Um so you had a lot of players that just absolutely look, they celebrate each other. And when I read articles right now about Jose Altuve 
saying that's my second baseman or he's our second baseman to Dubon when he's on the bench. When I read about Rafael Montero leaving the mound and saying, I'm coming back in the dugout because I want to watch Mauricio Dubon hit. This team is full of selfless players. And I think that there is an intangible aspect of this Astros baseball club that not a lot of people outside of Houston really fully understand. Yes. And I, I think that a lot of people are eating their crow about Mauricio Dubon. And I know we <laughs> talked about that yesterday, but this guy, uh, like I know Jose Altuve saying that's my second baseman or that's the second baseman. But when yeah. Altuve is ready, that's the second baseman. So uh, there's well, no, no argument right. there. But no, oh, no. Well, he, I mean, he's not obviously given his position, but as a he's not being Wally one of, <laughs> Right. No, exactly. No, not at all. Not in the least. But Eric, you need your guys to get behind your guys that are on the field because you need to depend on them when they're not there and when they have to get ready at a moment's notice. Right. They're going to have to find a way to get Dubon on the field and in the lineup every single game, even when Altuve gets back. Even when Brantley gets back, they're going to have to find a way. And I'm sorry, Jake, I know you're hitting great, but you might have to put him in center field like you've talked about. You're going to have to platoon him somewhere. You're going to have to DH him. He has absolutely earned a spot. And someone said to me today, they were like, oh, you know, he's going to come down off of cloud nine soon. And I'm like, I don't know. He doesn't look like he's coming down cloud nine anytime soon. You don't want him to let him have a career year. You know, Eric, he could have a good two year run. You know what's going to happen after his contract is up? He's going to sign a big deal. He's going to sign a pretty good contract. If he can keep this up, he's going to become a player that other clubs are going to want. By Dubon? Yeah, Mauricio okay. Dubon. He can absolutely do that. All right. And he can be the ultimate utility guy, you know? I mean, you may not be sold on it, but I'm saying if this guy can live up to his potential over a long period of time, he becomes a super utility man. And those are few and far between in Major League Baseball these days. Well, I don't think uh, if a team gives him big money or anything like that, I don't think they're looking at him as a utility guy. But if this is a sustained success, I think they're looking at him as somebody who can play second base, somebody who can play uh, center field or outfield, just like uh, Mookie Betts can. And yeah. uh, Mookie Betts, that, that's a very valuable asset. If you have a second baseman that goes down for the whole season and you need somebody to step in at second ba base, Mookie Betts can do that. Uh, Mauricio Dubon can do that when you, you need to replace Jose Altuve. So that's a very valuable asset. So I think that with the Astros, he's probably a super utility player, but on right. some other teams, he's probably an everyday player at second base or an outfield. Or no, like right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he, if he goes somewhere, I'm, I'm just talking about forecasting the right. what if, what if he sustains this success? So yes. I just, man, Dude, I love this club. Freaking Hunter Brown. I wrote an article about him today. He is the guy. Dude, he is that dog. He's got that dog in him. And I love the success he's having early. I just love that Framber is going in game one against the Phillies. And I think this is going to be a really fun series to watch. I know the Astros face uh, Zach Wheeler a couple times in the World Series. Alex Bregman hit a home run off of him. But if you're looking at what they've done against him in the regular season, not much experience. Uh, Jose Abreu has three bats against him, uh, one for three. Uh, Martin Maldonado, three bats, 0 for three. That's, that's all the experience in the regular season. And then if you have Christian Javier, 
you have a whole bunch of people that used to play um, kind of more in the American League. But uh, Brandon Marsh has is batting 571 with in seven at bats, and Christian Pache is batting 500 in two at bats. So there's not a lot of experience between those guys during a regular season. They got a lot of experience in the postseason, of course. But um, a lot of them are – there's a lot of new faces to the Phillies lineup and, for that matter, to the Astros lineup. I mean, who thought that Corey Jolks would be a valuable asset to this Astros lineup? I mean, I know Dusty Baker had a lot of praise for him uh, last spring training and this spring training, but nobody thought that uh, this would happen. And Mark DeRosa went on a apology tour on uh, his show today. And it was like – gave up six reasons to say sorry. And one of those was to Mauricio Dubon and Corey yeah. Jolks. And uh, he, he said, sorry. And by the way, if I see um, uh, Corey Jolks uh, in the street or something, he could probably take me or something. I'm like, I oh, wait, what, what, what are you trying to say there? But uh, so, Oh, cause he's a beast. Cause he yeah. is an animal. I mean, you and I both know this. He squats 500 pounds in the gym. Yeah, the dude is. I mean, he's a tank. Um, I've actually uh, talked to him a couple times in person, and and look, he is. He's a homegrown kid. He's having success, right. and I'm super excited about this series. I think the Astros got things going in the right direction. I think by the end of the weekend, they find themselves atop the LS. And like you said, I don't think they're looking back. Yeah, uh, one problem I have with Mark DeRosa's rant or apology letter is that he talked about sorry to the Astros rotation and he listed every starting pitcher except for Sunday starter Jose or Kitty or you're kidding me <laughs> and he didn't say anything nice about or Kitty uh, that's not nice Mark DeRosa you've got well, to say something nice about him I know his uh, this isn't last starts have not been he great. hasn't yeah. <laughs> he was saying nice things he's apologizing to the guys look Urquidy can get some apologies if he kind of straightens things out. I think. Look, he hey man, might. if not, you don't want colors will come in. Force well, but you don't want. In. Well, you don't want false praise though. You don't want to give him false hopes. He like what if he told Jose Urquidy good job, was, and Jose Urquidy thought that what he was kidding. doing was good. I know. I'm kidding too, Eric. <laughs> I'm kidding yeah. too. I'm so, just saying. So, but that was um, great. I love that by him. Bailey Falter will be taking him out on Sunday against the Astros. So um, the Phillies hope he doesn't falter and he throws a good game there because Urquidy is going to definitely turn it on and become a strike thrower again, a strike thrower that doesn't give up home runs and single left and right, left and right, left and right. I'm going to be there and Urquidy will be under wraps. I'll talk to him before the game and we'll get it settled. All right. And uh, if you, um, Brett needs some help uh, getting bailed out of jail after he no. goes onto the field. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to talk to him from the stands. I'm not going to be like the guy when I was there last that ran on the field and got banned for life. Idiot. Um, yeah. Don't do that, kids. Don't do Brett, that. Are you going to wear jorts? Are you going to wear jorts onto the field? I know. Unless I'm borrowing a pair of yours, I'm not wearing jorts. I don't have jorts. <laughs> I never have owned a pair of jorts, so... Whatever you that own, George in the nineties. You you wore everybody warm in the nineties, Eric. Don't Maybe even lie. Nineties, but I don't have any anymore. <laughs> I honestly I think, don't remember. I think they make them again. Anyways, we have gone off the rails yes. here. Uh, anyway, this, I'm, I know you don't like predictions, but I think the Astros continue the trend and take two or three in the series. 
And I think they're going to uh, make it a four game winning streak. They're probably going to win the first two games behind the, the best two pitchers and game three where Brett's going. I don't know. It, it's all up to Jose Arquiti. So we'll, we'll see, see what happens. And the best thing is the Astros shut out their race without their best two pitchers pitching Christian Javier and Fabio Valdez. So uh, any f- final words? No, I think you're just saying that because you're still upset. I went to game two in the 2021 World Series and you went to game six. <laughs> I think you're still bitter about that. But hey, because they lost when you went. Remember that? Oh, okay. I think it was a Sunday too. So look, I hope they sweep them, but I don't care as long as they win a fourth straight series. I think it's going to be good baseball. And I think what you need to do is make sure that you catch every hometown pitch of the Houston Astros broadcast on Sirius XM. That's the SXM app. Search Astros. That's all we got for tonight. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. He's Eric, the man Heisman. This has been another Mauricio Dubon, President Fan Club edition of Houston Astros, Locked on Astros podcast. Eric? There he is. (laughs) All right. That's all we got. We'll see you. um, I'll do a crossover tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. And Ghostros, hopefully we'll be talking about a three-game or five-game winning streak. Trying to do the math in my head. Ghostros. Maldi's still my catcher. 